It's great music. I really appreciate that. Just awesome. Let's take your Bibles. We're going to be in First uh, Kings chapter 17. My heart's really full today for a, a lot of reasons. And I want you to understand something. If, if I'm telling you something that God has led me to or told me, it's not just for the pastor. I'm supposed to lead spiritually so you can understand that these things can happen to you. And so we need to take pauses sometimes to understand how God leads us as a church and how God can lead you individually. And one of the scriptures that has guided me for a long time, and this scripture God guided me, I've been in ministry 30 years, but half of that has been as a youth minister. And God changed my call. I would still be doing that today. And obviously some of that's rubbed off with my children, the craziness, because they don't get that from their mother, the dancing skills. But anyway, um, but God gave me this scripture when he was dealing with me to become a pastor. I was a pastor with the youth, but as a senior pastor. And I don't want to say I fought it, but I saw so many men use youth ministry as a stepping stone, and they weren't really called to it because I'm going to be a pastor someday. And so I remember when that peace I had was, God, you're done with me with this, and you want me to do this. And it was Habakkuk uh, 2.3 says this, and I have it memorized, but it's been a while, and I'm going to read it in the ESV. But for, the, for st still the vision awaits its appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. It seems slow. Wait for it, and it will surely come. It will not delay. God gave me a vision about being a senior pastor, but I had to wait four years till that came to fruition. And it came in a really weird way. Um, but I was looking towards that vision. But that verse, Habakkuk, not Tabaka, but Habakkuk 2.3, is something that you need to look at and understand about how God guides us with vision. I want us to understand, like today I was reading in uh, Romans chapter 8, and it talks about if you know Christ... You have the Spirit of Christ, and you need to be led by the Spirit. I may say sometimes God speaks to me, but I want to say more God leads me, and God impresses upon me. And guess what? If you are a Christian, you have the Holy Spirit, and God can lead and impress upon you. And I just want to do some affirmation this morning. It is not about Matt and Cheryl. They are humble people. But when, when Stephen and Casey moved on, God laid on my heart the fact that we had people here that could lead our youth not because they were warm bodies but because they had that servant spirit and you affirm that as a church and I and again they are very humble people so I'm not bragging on them I'm bragging on the Lord if we follow the Holy Spirit I mean during this COVID we were all at home watching Pastor Russell in our pajamas maybe sometimes but Matt and the youth were here every Wednesday having fun meeting and learning about God. That faithfulness. Guys, we tried for four years to get them to go to camp and there were all these blocks and it wasn't because of the kids. And it's not that anything... I go back to the scripture we're going to talk about today, but a phrase we need to get familiar with with our church, little is much when God is involved. That is our church. And I'm thankful that I am a Baptist and they're starting to figure it out up on up, but you know what? We've measured so much by mass numbers. When I was in youth ministry, it's like, how many did you have? Or pastors would go, how many are you running? Running off or running to the church? I don't know. Because running off, there's that's a lot there. I got, I got a pretty good number on that one. But, but the thing about it is, is I remember 
I remember like I felt like I was going against the waves and going against the water on everybody saying you need to measure by numbers. Numbers have a place. But how does God save people? One person at a time, life change. Little as much when God is involved. And so we need to look at life changes. So I, just, I don't know if any of that made sense, but what I'm saying is those, the verse, I can see this, and we need to wait on that, or where we need to go. And, and I'm still asking the question, you know, for our church, you know, because for it, a Wednesday night it came on my memories that four years ago we moved here, you know, and it showed a picture of us moving or whatever, you know, I don't know. But, but the thing about it is, is they... There are some things that I still feel about this church. This church never needed to be fixed. It's got good bones. It's not perfect. And out of all the churches, and again, I'm not kissing up because I just really don't care. The, out of all the churches, you have a willingness that if God tells us to do something, we're going to do it. So I'm excited with little as, mu as much with God, what God has done and what God is going to do. And so just kind of giving that to God. And that's why I'm touching base, because this is going to deal with this. This section of Scripture is what one of the Scriptures that led us to come here. I hate talking about money. The reason I hate talking about money, I remember Heather's grandfather when I first met him. We went out to California. They lived in a retirement community. And so we were going to be getting married, and, and, and uh, so we're talking to our parents, and they still think we, we were in sin because we didn't get married in the church, but, uh, you know, we had a child five years later. We, she wasn't pregnant, you know, either way. I mean, they thought she was pregnant. Why are you not having uh, That's a whole other story, but we'll get to that. Why are you not having a wedding in a church, okay? All right, because that used to be a big deal. But anyway, so I, you know, Heather tells her grandfather, you know, hey, Russell's going to be a minister and so he said, so you're the one with the money. <laughs> and I'm looking for my Cadillac. I still am looking for my Cadillac and my big gold rings, you know, that kind of thing. But the reason I hate talking about money is because there's such a stigmatism on the fact that I want you to give more or that I need money or all those kind of things. And so I'm giving a preface today before I do this sermon. This sermon is not about me asking for more money or any kind of need. I am trying to teach you a spiritual lesson. It's not even about the pastor, because we're talking about the name of this sermon is enough. And a lot of times when we think of the word enough, we think about money. But there's so much more in our life that God wants to ask you this question. And at least six years ago, God began to ask me this question, am I enough? I'm asking you that question today. If everything goes, and we as Americans want to base it on our money. But if everything, health, wealth, whatever goes, and you're a place where you don't want to be, is God enough? Now, Sunday school answer, you'll say yes. But when push comes to shove, might be a different story. And if I'm bragging on anyone, it's not on the fact of my obedience or your obedience as a church. I am bragging on the fact of a big God that owns the cattle on a thousand hills and that he is enough. I've shared this with you before, but about at least six years ago, God began to tell me, and I was in a church that turned out to be a good one, but it was really rough to get it there. 
And a lot of people left, and some of it was because of me, a lot of it wasn't. But, the, you know, it just is hard for a pastor to have those conversations and see people leave. And God said to me, who is it in this church that if they left, you would leave? Well, pastor, you're not supposed to do that. But still, we can be close to people. We can have Joshua's as, as he held up Moses' arms, that it's like, you're, you're close to me and I need you. And guess what? That person left our church. God said, am I enough? And then we move here and, and we have issues with different people that we're close to. And God said, well, if, if it's people that you're really close to and they leave you, am I enough? Still learning that lesson, going to 